Welcome to the Relentless Growth Podcast, where business owners and personal growth junkies find powerful conversations, great questions, and coaching that will change your life. My name is Chris Goodman, and as a life and business coach with more than 15,000 hours of experience coaching and training business owners, I've learned a thing or two about growth. This podcast will open you up to new ideas and actions to help you live a happier life, build a greater business, truly become your best, and lead others in their pursuit of relentless growth. Let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. This is Chris Goodman, your host. It's been a while. Y'all, it's been a while since we did this, since uh, since I recorded something and put it out into the world. It's been a couple of months. Here's the deal. We've been very busy behind the scenes recording Bourbon and Breakthroughs episodes. If you've been following along with the podcast, you've heard me hint about this for months now. This is a blast, guys. This is where I get to sit down with somebody notable who has a story to tell, a breakthrough to share, something of inspiration in their life or business to share with you in an interview. But I send them a bottle of bourbon first. And while we do our interview, we do a tasting of a bourbon, a rye, something like it. We've got some amazing brands who have partnered with us here locally in Kentucky. Some are going to be a little further away, but those shows are about to come out and guys, you're going to love them. The guests always have phenomenal life and business breakthroughs to share and to inspire you to take change in your own life. Again, it's called Bourbon and Breakthroughs. We're going to transition the show to that from Relentless Growth. So that's later on. What about today? What about this episode? This episode is still about relentless growth. This is still about life and business coaching and how we're overcoming things in our world, our everyday life that happens to us. So here's the thing. Last week was the 10th anniversary of my first wedding, and I completely forgot about it, you guys. Like I didn't even... It wasn't one of those things where like, oh yeah, look at the date. Oh, ha, ha that was 10 years ago. And I moved on with my day. It didn't even register. Like it didn't even come across my mind. So I want to share with you basically how I forgot my first wedding and how you can too. <laughs> if that's something that you're working on in your life or business right now. Before I do, let me give you some context. Because if you haven't followed along with Relentless Growth in my story, you may not know what the hell I'm talking about. So let me paint the picture. This was uh, 10 years ago. There I am, happy and love, happiest day of my life, getting married. We had a phenomenal wedding with about 100 and I think it was 110 of our closest friends and family. It was a smaller wedding for, um, for my area. You know, it's common to see like 200, 300 people at your wedding. So this was a smaller wedding, more intimate probably one of the most fun wedding receptions I've ever been to, let alone happen to have because it was my wedding. (laughs) But beautiful weather. It rained for like 15 minutes and we got these awesome shots outside. It was, at the time, perfect. Everybody was happy. People were telling us we were the happiest couple we've ever seen, right? Fast forward a couple of years, not very many years, not enough years, maybe just at the right amount of years, the exact right amount of years, I'll say. But fast forward and my wife ends up having, this is my ex-wife, ends up having an affair. And that marriage blew up in spectacular fashion. I was devastated. This was my greatest fear at the time. And it came true. And I was a wreck. I was just a total wreck. And 
So as I'm going through all the convulsions that people do as they're healing up from that, I got into counseling or therapy. I got into higher levels of life and business coaching. I found stronger mentors than ever. I found better coaches than ever. And while I'm going through all of this and, and trying to get my own life in order and figure out you know, what this looks like on the other side of divorce and betrayal and moving out of my house after just a, a day or two of finding out, like everything was upside down, right? But these people, these fantastic people, coaches, mentors, trainers, they were helping me keep it all together. And they were giving me a plan, a guide. One step at a time, they were giving me the different pieces I needed to put into this puzzle. Some of them were giving me life coaching tips and techniques and the tools that we talk about on Relentless Growth all of the time. Some of them were giving me really tactical business strategy and advice and mentorship. And that helped me basically fill the gap that I had by losing half my income and half of my life savings, all this stuff. And those people pulled me through to the other side. And it's part of why I'm so passionate about what I do today, because I know what it's like to be down in those dumps, to be in your darkest hour and feel like, what is happening? How did I get here? Or or worse, how did somebody put me here? Now, whether that's the case or not, we can take responsibility for our own selves, for our own life, business, actions, everything, and make something better out of it. But it's other people who often reach down to pull us up. Coaches, mentors, trainers, friends, family, all of the above. And that's exactly what happened with me. They called me into, we'll call it uncomfortable action, right? (laughs) To go on a date when you don't feel like it because you don't feel like you're ready. To go see if you're ready. To put yourself out there in business when you don't feel like it because your confidence is shattered because your wife was cheating on you. These were the... In hindsight, some of the toughest things that I ever had to do, but looking back on it now that it was 10 years ago, I cannot imagine what life would have looked like had I not answered their call, had I not taken the uncomfortable action, had I not gotten deeper into coaching. Life would definitely have looked different and not in a good way. So that all happened. And here we are 10 years later. I have a beautiful 15 month, almost 15 month old daughter. My wife and I will celebrate our fourth wedding anniversary this year. She is, I'll I'll say this, and I mean this completely, our relationship is so much stronger than anything else I've ever experienced. And had I not gone through that divorce, had I not had my heart broken, had I not been through all of that turmoil, I wouldn't have even found her, you guys. So if you're in a season where you're dealing with something like this, And when I say this, I mean divorce, betrayal, bankruptcy, losing it all, a business closing, someone leaving, someone dying, you know, something very difficult has happened in your life. If you're in one of those seasons, listen carefully to this episode because I'm walking, talking proof that you can get on the other side of it and not just survive, but actually become somebody who has a tremendously better life and business because it happened, right? So this is the classic um, coaching phrase you hear all the time. Life is not happening to you. These circumstances, these bad things especially, are not happening to you. In a way, they can be happening for you. But you got to hang in there. So here I am on the other side, 10 years later, June 1st, the 10th anniversary of my first wedding, 
you know, arrives. I see the date on the calendar. I look at my phone in the morning and know the date and the weather and all that good stuff. And I'm every bit of two thirds of the way through the entire day before I even think about it. Holy crap, it was 10 years ago. <laughs> How could I forget, right? Because don't get me wrong, for the first couple of years, man, that anniversary date was tough. Thanksgivings were tough or Christmases were tough because I wasn't with the family that I had spent all those years before with. I wasn't with the woman I had spent all that time with before. And that was definitely an adjustment. But here we go. How do I get to a point where I literally forget it even happened? And I'll tell you, I don't think it was so much as forgetting about it. I think it was a full-on decade of learning and growing and healing such that I didn't feel taken advantage of anymore. I didn't feel angry on that date. I didn't feel even sad about what had happened because now I'm at a place, and don't get me wrong, I'm making this seem like it was so easy. This is, again, years of work, right? But now I'm at a place where I'm like, that happened so that I could meet Lindsay, so that I could have my daughter, Eva, so that I could build this Goodman coaching business that wouldn't have existed otherwise, so that I could move across the country twice and really travel and meet all kinds of people and get into some of the best masterminds in the coaching world. All of that would not have happened had I not gone through that divorce. 100%. I can tell you that. And, and honestly, certain things like meeting great people and traveling, yeah, that would have happened. But this beautiful life I'm experiencing would not have unfolded that way had it not been for that experience. So let me see if I can unpack some of those steps that I took in case you're in a season like this and you want to get to a point where 10 years from now you're looking back on it laughing and going, wow, I'm glad that happened, right? The first thing, and I, I don't say this with my tongue in my cheek, I'm being dead serious uh, as my my high school Spanish teacher used to say, serious as a heart attack, Mr. Goodman. <laughs> he had this like Texas accent. Anyway, I'm serious as a heart attack about this. Hire a coach. Get into some kind of coaching or therapy or counseling or all of the above. Get someone or someones in your corner to help you navigate this season. It is too heavy and too dark to do it all alone. And I am absolutely certain I would not be doing this podcast today in a happy marriage today, be a happy father today without the coaches and mentors who pulled me out of my rut, who pulled me through that dark season, for sure. Just unequivocally, I am certain about that. Why? Because they offer perspective. They ask you questions to help you arrive at your own answers that you're not able to think of in the moment. They help you heal up those emotional wounds. And this is more on the counseling and therapy side, right? Because they're experts at helping on the, the emotional aspect. But every coach I've ever had does that to a certain extent as well. Because we're dealing with how we're making decisions. And how we're making decisions comes from how we're feeling. And how we're feeling comes from how we're thinking. And coaches, really good ones, get into your mind at that thought level, see what's going on, and help you redirect those decisions. So that's the first step. Getting some support, we'll call it. Getting some guidance, advice, mentorship, coaching. Look, if you commit to finding one, the right one will pop up, right? When the student is ready, the teacher appears. That's been the case every step of the way for me and for most of the coaches I know. But you just have to commit, I'm not going to do this alone anymore. It's time 
to bring in some reinforcements. And there's something noble about that. There's something, honestly, this will sound crass or coarse, but there's something weak about being a martyr and trying to do this all on your own, right? When you could be saving yourself years, if not decades, by getting some help early, early on. And that's what I did. I got uh, I got right into therapy just a couple of days after I found out about the affair and cranked up my mentorship with my mentor, Todd, spent more time with him than probably ever, started seeking out higher level coaches in life and business. And everything about what was going on made me want to lower my standards, right? Get rid of the coaches. Stop holding me accountable. Don't ask me these tough questions. Don't make me answer questions about what I want moving forward when I can't even think about anything but this divorce. However, raising my standard and getting those people behind me to push and support me, man, that changed everything. So that's the first step. All right. So if you're in one of these seasons, here's step two. Get curious. If you've listened to even half of my solo episodes on this podcast, you've probably heard me talk about this concept of using curiosity instead of judgment or curiosity instead of fear or curiosity instead of anger. Curiosity has a way of neutralizing those other things. So for instance, today I have my coaching call every week with my coach and he said something brilliant. He said, you know, when judgment is high, love is low. And I thought, man, that is so true. When judgment is high, curiosity is low. Love is low. When we are judging ourselves, like I know this was something that I, I had to, to go through when I first started going through my divorce. I was judging myself, like, how did I let this happen? How could I be so stupid and not see the signs? How could I be so unaware or oblivious that this was happening right under my nose? And I had all this self-judgment which really turned into anger and then fear, right? But that judgment never really took me anywhere helpful, right? It really just sank me lower and lower and lower as I was going through that. Had I been able to go into curiosity more quickly, I wonder what I could have done better. I wonder how I showed up like this, or I wonder what signs I missed. I wonder what blah, 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 okay? it immediately starts to neutralize those other disempowering feelings that can really be overwhelming when you're going through that. So this is a little bit of an art and a science, but you're going to see it first in your language. You'll notice words like should, or wish I would have, or this can't be happening, or honestly, should is the biggest one because you're going to see that that person shouldn't have done that. I should have known. This shouldn't have happened to me, right? This shouldn't be a thing in the world. Like all of these shoulds are going to reflect in the language some sense of judgment that you've got right there. If you can get a hold of it, you, you can't see me, but I'm snapping my fingers. If you can get a hold of it that fast and go, ah, there's the language. That's that's the marker. That's the sign that I need to watch for that I am in judgment instead of curiosity, instead of love, instead of abundance, instead of hopefulness anything empowering. Instead, I'm in judgment. Now you've got a way to stop it. You can just see it right there in the language. You can hear it in the language and you can train the people around you, your friends, your family, 
to go, hey, when I start saying this stuff, this should have hap- happened the other way, this shouldn't have happened this way, that kind of thing. That's when you get to like tap me on the shoulder or snap your fingers and be like, hey, what if we got curious here? It sounds so fluffy at first. Like as I say that, I'm like, man, if I heard, if I was really going through it and I heard that, I'd be like, that's so like, yeah, right. Jeez, though, if I could have gotten a hold of this earlier on, I could have seen so many more opportunities to to grow in a positive way instead of stay trapped in that anger, frustration, doubt, judgment, and fear. Okay, that's step two, get curious. So step one was get some help, hire a coach. Step two, get curious. Step three is start to notice what feels light and what feels heavy in your mind. Okay. For me, you know, I, I remember when when my stuff hit the fan, I went through and I deleted all of the photos I had on my social media of my ex. I was so angry and so bitter and so but just honestly heartbroken that I didn't even want to see those photos. And that was like I remember sitting, I had moved into my brother's basement and they keep their basement pretty cold. <laughs> and I was down there, you know, under like three blankets. Just, but also burning with rage and just like ferociously deleting photo after photo after photo after photo. And if somebody had popped into that room in that moment and said, Hey, what you're doing, does this feel light or heavy? I, I first would, would have been a strange question, but I would have answered, and it feels extremely heavy, like awful. Just this feels awful and heavy and terrible, right? Notice as you're going through that season for yourself, whether what you're doing and the opportunities that pop up feel light or heavy, because the lighter ones, you know, if you're watching carefully, will guide you out of it, right? There's better energy in those things. It sounds so vague, but if you're going through this, man, you know when something feels heavy versus something feels light and exciting or light and full of opportunity or light and full of hope, even certain people's energy that you're around, I feel great around this person, but man, this person makes me feel like a thousand tons of bricks over here. I have no desire to continue doing this, right? And as you notice what feels light and you chase those things, or you start to say yes to those things, they actually bring more lightness and light into your life. It's the damnedest thing, right? But that's a path that we have to learn to see and then choose. And if we're only staying in the heaviness, the sadness, the frustration, the broken expectations, the anger, the doubt that we're ever going to make it out of this, if we only stay in those emotions, we'll never see that path and we'll never choose the lighter thing. So we have to be careful and we have to be aware of when things feel light and heavy. And by the way, this wasn't just my experience. This is something I use in my coaching. One of my clients, when he first started working with me, he was coming off the heels of a, I think a three-year relationship, a very serious relationship that ended abruptly and that he wasn't prepared for it to end. And he was healing up from that. And we, we started on this journey of noticing when things in his love life felt light or heavy. And he's been using that as a guide, just like I did, to carry him through some of those decision points when it comes to healing up from that heartbreak. So give it a shot and see what you think. Anecdotally, I actually use this in business coaching as well, 
because when you're working with, let's say, one team member where it always feels light and they just get it and they understand and things move fast and you're talking about like how to grow the company and how to make more sales and how to help your clients better and how to scale. And it just feels light and exciting. And you can hear how fast the pace is in my language, right? (laughs) You know, when it feels light versus the heaviness, the like rolling the boulder up the hill of working with that employee or that client that just makes everything feel like it's difficult and takes longer and hear the heaviness in my breathing and my language. You'll notice this. Okay, now notice this pop up in yourself and other people when things start to feel heavy, both in life and in your business. All right, the fourth one, this is going to be the last one here, but this one is kind of a mix. It's basically, you've got to get clear on what you do want. If you're going through something like this, you're real clear on what you don't want. You don't want to stay in that pain and suffering. You never want to go through that experience again. I get it. Those are all things you don't want. But you have to start getting clear on what you do want in order to move you toward that, right? Because if we just stay focused, Jim Rohn famously said, what we focus on expands. It gets bigger. It magnifies in our brain and our brain finds more evidence of it. And you know this from people who are in your world that are, let's say, let's say somebody who complains about gas prices, <laughs> right? They notice when they're driving down the road, every gas station and what the price is. And they're probably bitching and complaining about it right? versus somebody who chooses not to waste time focusing on that and focuses on things like how to make more money so they don't have to worry about gas prices or how to be so valuable in their business or with their employer that they don't need to think about gas money. And so they're focused on something else and that opportunity is getting bigger while the other person is only focused on the price of gas and that keeps popping up over and over. You guys get what I'm saying? Not the strongest example, but you you know what I mean. So here, if you're going through this, this rough patch and you need to get out over it or out of it and move on with your life and maybe wake up 10 years later, going, I don't even think about it anymore. You have to define what you do want. You've heard at least two times on the podcast from my friend and past client, Brad C. He is one of the best at this. When he got into coaching, he was going through a divorce and he wanted to not only get over that divorce, but figure out how do I find my dream woman in his case? How do I find the partner of a lifetime when everything's a mess and everything's upside down? And we started to get extreme clarity on what he wanted in that new partner who wasn't even around yet, right? She hadn't walked into his life yet. But he started to get so specific, things like she works out just because she wants to, right? She wants kids because nothing would make her happier than to have a big family. I'm just kind of spitballing, but you can go back and listen to the episode and he describes this. But over time, he created out of thin air the archetype, the model of who he wanted in his life. And boom, within, I think, less than six months, she walked into his life. A year later, they got married. They have kids now. They have a fantastic, they work together. So I'm using him as a case study because it can be that simple. But if you don't get clear on what you do want, you may get trapped in only focusing on what you don't want. Or worse, settling for someone or something you don't want. And maybe even over and over and over. And where does that lead you? Nowhere good. So 
you have some tactical tips here. You have four points of entry to help you get over these seasons. And like I said, this is this is this particular podcast is 10 years in the making, right? So let's appreciate the the long game here, right? The show is called Relentless Growth for a reason. I do not intend to stop growing at any point in my life, which means every year I'm getting a little stronger. Every year I'm getting a little more awareness of my mind, my thoughts, my emotions, the actions I take. And that opens up all kinds of opportunities such that 10 years after I get married, I don't even think about it. And I go, you know what? That's, that's fun. Let's do a podcast about that and help some other people. So if you found value in this episode today, please share it with someone who needs to hear it or share a specific part with them. And I would love it if you would tag me on Instagram at Goodman Coaching and tell me what you found valuable about this or how you implemented these steps into your life and business so that you can grow relentlessly too. All right. Thanks for listening. Hey, check back in because we're going to drop these new episodes for Bourbon and Breakthroughs. And I don't want you to miss a single one. The guests are phenomenal. I have two of the sharpest people I've ever met on the planet for the first two episodes. So you're really not going to want to miss those. It's called Bourbon and Breakthroughs. It'll be out real soon. Watch for it right here on this same podcast thread. It'll show up under Relentless Growth at first, and then we'll transition over to Bourbon and Breakthroughs. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Relentless Growth. If you're ready to improve your own life and business with passion, purpose, and relentless growth, go to GoodmanCoachingInc.com where you can learn more and sign up for coaching right now.